Hello, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with Slenderella, and this was a very special South by Southwest edition podcast. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of those coming out as someone who lives in Austin. There was so much happening last week, and we're kind of um, on the downward spiral of the festival, but it's a good thing. It brings a lot of awesome people together, including our incredible guests today. But before I introduce them, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Okay, so our guests today are Rinda Laurel and Jason Robel, and these guys are so cool. I'm very sad that I didn't get to be in-house for this podcast recording, but basically they came in to talk methylation and supplementation and working on these difficult health issues that they themselves have faced, but trying to take the most natural approach possible to them. And both of these guys were either panelists or speakers at South By, and I think you're really going to like the information that they and uh, John and Baldo bring to this discussion. So without more of me talking, let's let them get to it. Here is Rinda and Jason on the How Do You Health podcast. So... For people that don't have MTHFR, mm-hmm. is it just as good for... Can they take the methylated bees and it's fine? Yeah. That's what I thought. So wouldn't you, like, in general, if people didn't have the money, for example, to get tested or do the, all of this, wouldn't you just suggest that they switch over to the methylated bee? Yeah. Um, That's what I thought. I, I've tested... I don't, we test a lot of people with the methylation deal. It's almost rare that someone has a normal one, which is weird. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, don't have the mutation. Yeah, it's just because I'm just finding it. So, like, me and his are, like, the worst 
right? Like when you took it, like we have a test that's color coordinated. So it's like a green, a yellow, and a red. Well, him and mine are both like in the red. So I think it's like what A A double T or whatever it is. I think it's the I worst one. I get it. You're sitting next to me. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> so when we take it, it's like a form of medication because it's like this is our therapy because it works better with us, right? But what everything I've learned is, is how you metabolize. Right, right, so you, you the first question you asked was like, you know, like, can't, it would right it be now. better for everyone to take a methylated B12? Yeah, mm -hmm. because one, you know, it's going to function better because we have a methylation cycle. We don't have a cyanide cycle, you know, silation cycle. Totally. I guess you would say, right? So it's it's better in that sense, right? Um, it, it then comes down to like, what do they do with that B12? Do they mm. have better energy? Do they have more ATP? Do they have more serotonin production? Do they have more detoxification? Mm -hmm. Who knows, right? But it's basically like an ingredient to get a better outcome of something else, right? That's so, what I thought. Yeah, I, I just think methylated just across the board would be good. But some people, they over-metabolize it. So when you asked about the B12, the hydroxycobalamin that you have um, is a longer acting and source more sustained release. So some people, you give a methylated B12, they're like, whoa, I got tons of energy, and then they crash really quickly because they over-methylate. take a quick picture real quick? Sure. Right let, me, let me set all my dranks down. <laughs> and then um, we'll get this party started. All right, guys. Well, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. We're here with Linda Laurel, Rinda Laurel, <laughs> and Jason... Robel. Robel. Yeah. Robel. We just came to confuse you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rest of it's easy now. <laughs> the L's and the R's and being Mexican, I always confuse those. <laughs> uh, that's funny, right? Um, but today we're going to be talking about mental health. I know you guys are here because of South By and you're doing a panel and we're going to be talking all things health and supplementation because we just can't get it all from our foods anymore, can right. we? Um, and we have uh, Nurse Doza here, and we're going to be talking vitamins like always. And, and today's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited. We both uh, deal a lot with uh, with mental health issues with clients of ours, and then also from my personal experience as well too. So we're excited to get on this topic, and uh, yeah, let's get this party started. Yeah. So you, we, I guess before we started kind of recording, we were talking about the methylation cycle, right? And so I was looking at all the ingredients and. A lot of what you're using is very similar to what we use here. Mm -hmm. Like there's 5-HTP, there's, there's GABA, there's taurine as well, mm -hmm. right? So I was looking at it. So these are all like neurological supplements, right? These are yeah. neuro supplements, right? So I was kind of, I was looking at one here. Tell me about the dopamine. Dopamine's really interesting. It's an adaptogenic herb. It's mucona puriens. It's a little different than the rest. Um, it's, it's adaptogenic and it works on the dopamine pathways. And um, what's interesting about that one is you can take it and it sort of can boost you immediately because it, it sort of stimulates and it's got the L-DOPA. But taken long term, for me, it actually was the product that got me off, off Wellbutrin. Mm. And again, I didn't have the resources. I didn't have you guys. I didn't have the proper resources. I just like researched everything myself. And when I was on Wellbutrin, I was like, why did it work for me for a while? It's dopamine. So when I started doing all the research, the um, muconopuriens was the answer for me. I know you can do it with um, other amino acids, but it wasn't fast enough for me on the detox for, uh, from the Wellbutrin. Yeah. So what I did is, and I, you know, doctor recommendation, of course, sure, but sure. what I did was went down on my Wellbutrin and started uh, adding the mucona, and I never had the post-antidepressant crash. 
and, yeah. and, and so that's actually what happened. And I did some other brain balancing stuff prior. I stopped sugar and caffeine for three months and then did, did this process. And I lived in Joshua Tree, which helped. Yeah. It's calm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, that helped a lot. And, and so that's actually, it's interesting that you started with that one because that is the, mar- the, the product that I went, you know what? I want to bring this back to people in a really easy way that is simple that people can understand. That's why the products here are just, you know, pretty straightforward. I, and I like the colors. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, uh, Joshua Tree Sunsets. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah? yeah? That's awesome. I mean, chakras and all that, but basically, <laughs> Joshua Tree. Oh, that's so I, have, I, I have a quick question for you. <laughs> you. You mentioned something about, um, you know, you were doing your own research. You obviously verified these things with your doctors. Or, uh, absolutely. You know, so how was that conversation? Did you find when speaking to doctors that they were just surprised that you knew all these things? It depends on the doctor. A lot of allopathic doctors are so, they don't even have any idea. And you know, look, if I would have known what most of us know now, 12, 10 years ago, I would have never got on medication. Sure. I would have like figured out, you know, I found Julia Ross's book, The Mood Cure, and Hyla Cass's book, um, Natural Highs, and I devoured it because I was like, oh, there's natural solutions for these, you know, mental health things. And I had some doctors that just wanted to write me more scripts. They never did any testing or even the testing that most allopathic doctors do as we all know sitting here are like, oh, thyroid, yo, you're fine, and they just do THI. You know, it's not, they don't do <laughs> deep dive. They don't, yeah. and, and still to this day, I'll go to, I separate it completely. I go to my allopathic doctor and I talk allopathy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go to my functional medicine doctor and talk for real. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, and the reason I ask that is because we love it whenever we do have clients come in or patients come in and they're like, I found all this stuff out and I was like, that's great. You should be doing your own research, right? Yeah. Don't leave it to someone else, even though they, you know, the doctors are the experts quote-unquote, right? Like, that's not always the case for you, right? Because it's, yeah. it's different. Like, you can't treat everybody the same or everybody the same. Well, and the, and the sort of pro- problem with um, allopathic doctors and mental health specifically is they, they look at this issue of depression or anxiety and they look they don't look for the, the iceberg below to figure out is it because they have a methylation problem? Is it because they're low in, you know... What is it? Do they have low dopamine tone? What is it? They, you know, all they did is like, oh, here's some Prozac. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. didn't. They don't explore those beyond again that surface layer. Yeah. And so, so then you then what we have is a population that's over medicated. Some people need medication. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think because of that system, we're over medicated. Not going to even get into big pharma, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just from that. Sure. No, I understand that. That's... Yeah. So I think uh, I think some doctors are way more open to it. Yeah. Allopathic doctors. Yeah. And sometimes I'll go in there and ask some questions, and they're like, "Whoa!" Like I just saw a doctor recently, and I talked to him. I was like, "You should look up methylation MTHFR." He's like, "What's that?" Oh wow! No. Oh wow! You no. said that to your doc. You said that to your doctor. Oh yeah. Oh, man. I was like, "Well, I, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna." I'm going to tell you because go, go do some research. He was super open to it. He's like, yeah. hey, he, what I liked about this doctor was in Palm Springs that he goes, I'm an allopathic doctor. And, yeah. and it dawned like he on me. He understands his role. <laughs> yeah, it right. dawned on me. Oh, okay. We really do have a separation of church and state here. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, those types of doctors um, would, 
hear about supplements in school or maybe in practice. And, you know, 20 years ago, the supplements were probably vitamin D, calcium, maybe a B vitamin, multivitamin, maybe a fish oil, if mm -hmm. you're lucky, right? Mm -hmm. And now you fast forward here, and all the ingredients that you have in here are, like, you have L-DOPA in that that supplement, right? That's a medication almost, right? And so it's like now you have nutraceuticals, pharmaceutical grade strength vitamins, yeah. and they should be treated just as potent as medications, right? right? So like um, in family rotations, when I was back in school, they would give the Prozac or Zoloft, right? And when the interesting thing was, instead of increasing the dosage because it wasn't working, they added like uh, methyl B9. And it was an actual uh, medication uh, that was called uh, Deplin. Yeah, that's becoming very popular yeah. now. In fact, I'm getting I'm getting ads for Deplin all the time now. All yeah. of a sudden, because they're because they are now, the doctors are somebody's making some money off it. They are well. They're called medic <laughs> they're called medicinal foods now. Is what they are. And so there's there's a prescription uh, methyl B9 yeah. prescription fish oil. This prescription CoQ10. Yep. No, yeah. 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 In oh, fact, yeah. You didn't know. Actually, that. Actually, uh, no, doctors can prescribe those now. This. Yeah. Kind of similar to what you just got in your shot. There's an actual well, not as good as it, but there's like <laughs> two or three of the ingredients that are in a prescription yeah. by itself. Now, granted, that prescription is very expensive, mm -hmm. but. Um, there was a, and sometimes not covered. They're not. Yeah, they're usually not covered. That's the other thing. Unless you have like the best of the best insurance, yeah. right? Uh, definitely not marketplace. But like, if you had uh, a rep that came by, he came by here what like five, six months ago yes. or something like that, and dropped off some samples. He's like, "Would your patients or clients or whatever like them?" I was like, "They're not going to take them." Why? Well, I say, well, first of all, uh, there's a bunch of crap in them. There's preservatives, and it's just Second like dyes. Sugar. Yeah, there's a sugar in it. Why do you need sugar in a vitamin pill? Like, I just don't get it. So, um, and then the probiotics were the same thing. Bunch of fillers. Mm. And I tried to offer to people, and people just kind of like, you know, look down on it and just like, no, nah, I'm not going to. Well, take it's that. like, would you take this? I'm like, I mean, we have the show. <laughs> we have other yeah, things yeah. that we take. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, nowadays though, you have people who have very good quality products, mm -hmm. and they're very effective. And I'm sure you're not the only story behind a lot of these things, right? Like I'm sure there's a lot of other people who have said similar things like, hey, this has helped me with this, this has helped me with that. Maybe going so far as to say, hey, I was able to get off a of medication. I have a lot of people that that use use this product that way. As an alternative, right? As an alternative. And, I mean, each one is sort of created as a counter to a pharmaceutical, even though I don't put that out there too deeply. Sure. Well, I mean, well, it's interesting because you, you don't have a medical license, right? I don't. Okay, so it's funny because if you tell someone this could be like taking like medicine, it's different than me as a medical yeah, licensed person to say, hey, this is medicine, right? It, right. It, because there's different liabilities with Absolutely. it, right? But if I, the reason I'm, we're doing this is because I didn't want to give the traditional medications, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I didn't think Prozac and Zoloft were the only answers. I'm sorry using brand names, but it's just true, right? Like that's how most people know them. Antidepressants are so common amongst uh, this society that they're treated they're treating uh, anxiety depression uh, insomnia. bipolar insomnia um, I mean IBS like that's the thing my mom was given um, uh, Zoloft for her IBS yeah. and it was interesting you talk yeah. about allopathic doctors yeah. um, I was like mom that's really interesting uh, tell me how it's doing and she's like well it's working I said that's really cool your doctor was so smart did he realize that your IBS is basically affecting your duodenum, which is a small intestinal tract, and that's where you get most of your serotonin production. Serotonin production. Right. So maybe you're not able to produce the serotonin, so this is going to help you like absorb a little bit of what you're actually producing. And she's like, "Yeah, I don't know if uh, if he thought all that, but uh, you know, like, I mean, he basically <laughs> just gave it to about, shut me up, actually." Yeah. You know? But think about that for a second, right? 
we're talking about something that's in your gut, and then they mm -hmm. gave you a pill that basically stops a function of your brain by stopping the uptake of serotonin. Yes. They're not giving you something that helps you produce more serotonin. Correct. That's why I like the 5-HTP and the other that actually helps produce it. There, so it's like that part is, that one's way... Like, well, that's the second brain, right? The gut's I, the second yeah. brain. Yeah. Right. nervous system. Right, right. Exactly. But at least they're right? taking yeah. a second step of thinking there, or if they're thinking about it. But to it. me, like, the, the idea with that, though, right, is is it, if it is kind of addressing it from, from a gut issue, but then if we look at the broader spe you know spectrum here, it's like, what are you putting in your gut? Yeah. Are you still having the sugar and the preservatives and the process? I'm not using your mom as an example. No, no, but, you know, but it's true. But it's true, yeah. You know, are you still having um, foods that are laced with glyphosate and pesticides and herbicides that are wrecking the microvilli and just destroying your gut and to me i think that the great research and you and i riff on this all the time is is this idea of how do we feed the enteric nervous system how do we heal the gut how do we infuse probiotics on a daily basis yeah, into yeah. our into our regimen because i think that you know i mean i think about cultures that have been using probiotic foods for years i mean this is not new you know yogurts and fermented krauts and foods like sure. it's like what is what is new is actually kind of ancient and so the more that we heal the gut i think the results are just phenomenal. I mean, my journey was definitely about that. I mean, I'm still, I still feel like I'm detoxing from glyphosate and herbicides and all the crap that's been in our food. So do you have like an autoimmune disorder or do you have been chronic illnesses or anything no, like that? No, I, well, I was actually diagnosed with clinical depression five years ago. Okay. And so I actually work with and still work with him. His name is Dr. Alan Green in Los Angeles. He's got an Eastern and Western medical background. And I wanted to go to see someone who had both of those sides, right? I didn't want to go to someone who was strictly Eastern. I didn't want to go to someone who was strictly allopathic. It's like, how can I go to someone who has all options on the table, get tested? I actually had, you know, my blood panels tested, but we also did uh, a neurotransmitter test called a neuroscreen. And so that I could basically lay this out. I kind of feel like it was a minor. It wasn't like minority report, but in my mind, it was like, <laughs> let's lay everything out and look at it. Which I love that. About yeah. You know, functional medicine. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was like, how can we assemble the puzzle pieces that it's not just, you know, your brain. It's like, let's look at your gut health. Let's look at your food choices. Yeah. Let's look at integrating meditation. Let's look at integrating fitness. Let's get you to a psychotherapist, like not just from a nutritional perspective, but let's re-landscape your lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, five years in kind of working with this, I've made a lot of progress with it, you know, which is one of the reasons I'm working with Rinda is, is to, I've been using this line and helping her promote it. And, um, and it's been key in helping me just really kind of re-landscape my mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, I've looked at most people who get into, I guess I say our line of work mm -hmm. is dealing with their own internal battles. Right, yeah. like yeah. Um, yeah. if you listen to any of our other podcasts, you'll hear eating disorders, uh, depression, uh, totally. anxiety, just I mean, self awareness. Like, more than anything else, it's like I don't feel right and I'm looking for answers. And if I can't find the right place, then I'm just going to make this my, my hobby, my, my passion, my career. Like, I'm going to go do this for other people to help out too, right? Yes. And so, um, the thing with mental health, it's more like mental wellness, right? Like, that's really mm -hmm. what you're looking at because it's. There's a stigma that comes with depression and anxiety, right? And it's so odd because I wish that was removed and you look at it just say, this is nearly a symptom of something that's not functioning well in my body and I need to find out what that is and if I can maybe address that, then I'll be able to manage this better because it's not like depression is going to go away, right? It's not like anxiety is going to go away, right? But could gut issues go away to where you eventually like fix your gut and then like all the other things start kind of falling in place? Possibly. Mm -hmm. But how long has it taken us as a society to realize, let's connect the dots? Yeah. It wasn't necessarily the doctors telling you this, right? Because you didn't have this coming from a doctor. 
You didn't have this coming from your doctor. You went to the doctor and said, this is what I found. <laughs> Dr. Google told me this. Dr. Google. Yeah, it's like the gut could be an answer. What do you mean is the gut? But if you look at it, what kind of medications are there for the gut? Right there's usually um, proton uh, pump inhibitors, which are like uh, Zyrtec, or no, uh, yeah, Zantac. I'm sorry, which are basically like protonics that that block acid from yeah, being kicked back up. Right. But the funny thing is, medications. It's just like acid control. Basically. Well, <laughs> most medications cause nutrient deficiencies. Right. So, like, if you take a proton pump inhibitor long enough, you have B12 deficiency. Right. We talked about B12 earlier. You, the first thing you said was, "I need a certain kind of B12." Why? Why do you need a certain kind of B12? Because I have the MTHFR gene mutation double, and so my methylation pathway is a little different. I don't know exactly technically how to say that. Um, I got explained that it's, if there's a six-way, six-lane highway, I have four lanes. That's how it was explained to me. I like that. That's a good that. way to explain it. Um, and I just got tested for that last year, and then when I switched to a methylated B, like it's totally different. <laughs> right. And yeah. see, that's the thing. What about you? Like, when you started taking this? Like, did you take medications before? No. So, back in uh, 2014, when I first got diagnosed with clinical depression, he was like, look, I'm going to put all these options on the table. We can either go the supplement route, the meditation, the psychotherapy route, or I can write you a script. What do you want? And I remember that was my moment where I'm like, I really trust this guy. Because this guy is not only thoroughly explaining to me how he perceives the puzzle pieces, it's resonating once he broke it down, but he's like... I'm giving you the choice. Like you're, this, this is your health. This is your life. You let me know what you want to do. And it didn't make sense for me because I had, I had been researching at that time the effects, long-term risks of SSRIs, right? And the thing that kind of made the choice very simple for me with taking supplements and going the more holistic approach was um, Harvard Health did a study in 04 where they, they looked at the long-term effects of um, SSRIs on suicidal thinking. And they found in their study that it actually doubled the risk of suicidal thoughts. And like, here I'm having these suicidal thoughts. I'm thinking about killing myself. And I'm going to take an SSRI that's supposed to prevent me from that's killing myself. That's going to make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> but it gives me more suicidal thinking. I'm like, yeah. I'm, let me do the supplement route. So yeah. I've actually never gone the pharma route in the last five years working with my clinical depression because I've found products and lifestyle choices that have been very effective in managing it. And I want to piggyback what you said. In the beginning, my approach was I need to cure my depression. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that was the wrong framework to put around it. Because is it way better now? Do I have as much suicidal ideation? Do I get into those dark places as much? Not even close. But there are days when it does rear its head. And it's yeah. like, oh, hello, old friend. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. But I have more tools to holistically manage the depression. Correct. I'm not looking at curing it, though. Yeah. I'm looking at managing it in a very healthy and balanced way. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, before you did all this, you had already been a, sh a chef and, like, a, you know, educator. nutritional. Yeah. Like, you already had that nutritional background, and you, yeah. had, you had done the show. Yeah. Um, the celeb what was it called? Oh, on Cooking Channel, yeah. Yeah, yeah Cooking Channel show. Yeah. So you were already on that sort of health path with the food itself, mm -hmm. which, you know, we should address actual food, too. Um so it makes sense to me that when you got there, you were already on this great path of food, and then you went, okay, I don't want to go to that pharmaceutical route. I'm going to try this first. Yeah. And that's what I'm really enjoying is a lot of people coming to me and going, oh, I want to try this first. I want to try this first. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then if not, you know, I had a kid that, or a kid, he's not a kid. He was, I had a guy that <clears throat> had some sobriety under his belt, and he was having a lot of trouble. It was like in his first year of sobriety. And um, I've been sober for 26 years, so I... Uh, resonate a lot with the so sober community and um, we struggle even stronger I think with a lot of 
mental health issues because we're trying to self-medicate. Mm -hmm. And um, he came to me and he's like, the doctor wants to put me on medication. And my, he's like, my sponsor told me to go get fish oil, which I thought was weird. And then I know you're doing this. And I, you know, he takes pink cloud and like the combination of pink cloud and fish oil, he's doesn't have to do that. And he's like, feels great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, it makes sense that you would go on the path yeah. because you were already in the whole nutrition space. You just need to turn the dials. That's yeah. how I looked at it. Was like, okay, if I'm going to get a blood panel test and a neurotransmitter screen, then that's going to show me which dials I need to crank up. Yeah, or crank down. I like, I, I, I like the way that you approach that because um, what people don't realize is nutritional deficiencies are a real thing, and and people know about vitamin D deficiency, they know about B12 deficiency, and you know, that can be related to anemia. But like even the B6 that I was mentioning, mm -hmm. what's interesting about it is um, if you go into biochemistry, biochemistry is how we function, right? And so it's like how we produce hormones, how we produce neurotransmitters, you know, um, how we basically produce energy. What happens is, like you said, you have to crank up the dials on certain things that you're deficient in, right? Like this is pretty low, I'm gonna crank this up here, right? This is low, I need this in order to get this result, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem is like, well, how do you crank it up, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. so you try food, right? So you talk as food is your medicine, mm -hmm. right? So then you say, That's all right. That's how we met. Right, okay, so. <laughs> good mood food. Good mood yeah. food, right? Yeah. right. So, right. Then, so then you talk about, um, I'm gonna eat like I'm trying to eat to help my brain. Yeah. Right. Okay. And we have a friend who had a traumatic brain injury. He literally ate to get himself out of a coma. Uh, and he had basically a, a feeding tube, but he had the doctor start putting supplements in there because he couldn't, you know, he was in a coma, he couldn't eat. So he was getting uh, high quality nutritional supplements to basically feed his brain. Wow. And then uh, the fish oil was so potent that it even helped kind of reverse some of the traumatic brain injury as well. Amazing. But, but you go and look at the idea that said he had to bypass the gut. In order to do that right so then think about how many people are eating all this healthy food organic food macrobiotic you know straight from the earth and uh they're still having digestive issues yeah. right from years and years of pesticides from years and years of chemicals from years and years of antibiotics think about it. you take one antibiotic you wiped out majority <sighs> of your of, of your gut lining especially with all the probiotics in there right and then did you take a probiotic after you got done with that antibiotic right did you recharge it by fermenting your food right i mean there's so many pathways right that you needed to do but going back to nutritional efficiency let's say you eat um the healthiest of healthy spinach okay which is great for you right there's a lot of good nutrients there you still have to have the ability to absorb all that stuff and break mm -hmm. it down and then let's say that spinach is not organic or not the healthiest the nutrients from there are not going to be able to actually get into your body and then take matters worse, say you have a genetic mutation, a methylation factor, <laughs> then you say, well, what am I going to do with all these nutrients? Oh, wait, it goes over here to the left when it should be going here to the right. So there's all these pathways. And so it's not as easy just to say, let's crank them up here, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Let's give the body a fighting chance, figure out what they're missing, mm -hmm. and just give that directly. So that's supplementation, right? right? And that's what you did. You had this really cool test, which I want to geek out on. But like uh, <laughs> the idea is like that's what we found in practice, is that biochemically speaking, I'm not deficient in Prozac. Yeah. yeah I mean, right, that's the thing. Right. Is, right, I'm deficient in serotonin, which oh, means that I need to do something to boost that naturally yes. and uh, not just emphasize what I have left over. Totally. Right. Right? That's kind of how I look yeah. at it. We're so, on like, the same page so there. P5P does that. You need more dopamine. You're giving your body L-dopa. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's, right. that's really cool because when you start giving your body, you're feeding it. 
the body starts getting this kind of hint, like, you're trying to do something different with me, aren't mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to and change? And you can feel what? the thank you, right? Like yeah. You can, like, you can feel your body saying, oh, that feels good. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I was telling a story uh, yesterday on the plane, on the flight in, uh, sitting next to this this young lady. We were talking about depression, mental health, and, and she was, like, in her, her early 20s, so... It was this tangential conversation about social media and mental health and the age of social media and dopamine and all this. But my point is, um, you were talking about <laughs> the like feeling that. of it. Um, I remember when I when I first started getting on my regimen, maybe, I don't know, the first three months or so, I remember sitting in my kitchen, uh, taking supplements, starting meditation, going to therapy. And it, I've never felt this before in my life. It felt like there were tiny fireworks going off in my brain. I still don't know what that sensation was per se, but it felt like parts of my brain were turning back on, literally. It was the most interesting, and when you said yeah. that, like, I remember having this sensation going like, oh, this is working. Something is happening, literally, physically in my brain right now. Um, but, you know, the point I wanted to just kind of jump into, you talked about dopamine a lot. You know, I think the challenge right now, too, is like, you know, we have dopamine dispensers in our pockets. Yep. Right. And so, totally so, so we're, yeah. we're taking the supplements and we're, we're doing these things, but literally, you know, we're on social media every day getting these tiny little hits of dopamine. You know, we get all the likes and all the comments and yay, they approve of me. I'm great. I'm doing something good. Brain reward me. Yeah. So, you know, the thing that I'm researching, I actually started reading a book um, that just came out called Selfie. Um, what the self-obsessed cultural imperatives are doing to us right now. And I want to dig more kind of not only into the biological side of this, but the sociological side of how our brains are getting hijacked in our digital culture right now. That's a very fascinating subject to me. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, the the fast action reward system to where everyone's posting, you know, selfies or pictures of happy times. Yes. Um, yes. He Baldo posted one time of one of his down days. You know, his depression days. I do, I, I'll do it. I'm just very open about it. Cause yeah. I, I feel it's very important to make it comfortable for people to talk about. It. Good for you. Right. And Thanks I had people that. reaching out to us to saying like, is Baldo doing okay? Which was nice, right? Like they concerned, they were concerned about it. And I said, yeah, he's fine. He's just going through one of his moods, right? And you can tell too, because <laughs> we work so long. He's my best friend and he's my, my brother. So I understand mm -hmm. what he goes through sometimes. Cause yeah. I'll kind of look to him like, how are you feeling today? You doing all right? And he's like, yeah. It happens. That's fine. It, it happens. happens. Right. Like some yeah. days you're just Human. like, I wake yes. up and be like, you know what? I'm just going to watch, look at Joshua Trees today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It yeah. happens. But Lots that's okay. Lots of cognitive self-talk and stuff like that. That's normal. Okay. We, I, I know we want to be happy. We're, we're in the pursuit of it all the time. But damn it, like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. Like, my son, who's three years old, we read the feelings book and it, the okay book. And it says it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be cranky. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to wear different socks. Like, it's, 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 it's the truth, right? Because, or bright shoes. Or bright shoes, right? Like, yeah, like, I love it, right? So, I mean, I, I think that we have these ups and downs. And uh, I've always used this uh, reference. There's a guy named Jimmy V. He was a coach uh, for basketball and college basketball back in the day. Mm -hmm. Jimmy V Foundation with ESPN. He gave a speech one time right before he's about to die. And he knew it was close to the end, and he literally said, if you can have a day where you laugh and cry in that same day, then you had a full day, mm. right? And mm. so the emotional aspect is what defines us, right? So that fact that you went through the trenches, you're still dealing with it, mm. gives you hope to say, hey, I can manage it, I can help other people maybe address the same thing because they're going through it too. And so I think the, the mental wellness aspect of it is such a, a hard topic to talk about, yeah. but everyone deals with it. And you have to have a very holistic game plan. Otherwise, like, you're just going to be left out there to be like, well, I'm supposed to just take these pills, but, you know, I'm 
still stressed out about this or my loved one or whatever, and then I'm eating like shit because I basically am just stressed out all the time. Yeah. Or maybe I'm not eating at all. Right. That's interesting. So I have just, you know, I, I come from the music business traditionally. I, that's one of the reasons South by. This is like my 15th time or 20th time here and then my 10th time I've spoken here. So I come from this business and I, I so on the outside I had this like sort of glamorous music business sure. life, you know, and I got sober early so I wasn't too bad but I still was, like behind the scenes I was struggling a lot with depression and went through all that quietly and when I launched Very Every Day, I I started doing podcasts and interviews like this, and some, some questions get really deep about that kind of stuff. So I sort of outed myself in this whole community mm. of like, no, I was depressed for years, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you just didn't see all that. So I'm glad that you're, you posted that picture. And I think there's um, sort of a movement, much like the sobriety community went from anonymous to, you know, smashing the stigma and becoming more like, no, we're, there's, you know, sobriety's all right, it's cool, um, almost too, it's cool, um, <laughs> but sort of like that, and I think that movement is happening with mental health more and more mm -hmm. on social media, especially people, yeah. you know, coming out and being like, yeah, I'm depressed, and hopefully before, before that happens. I mean, we met on social media because, so Jason did good mood food, and I saw that, and then he saw what I was doing. Somehow our, like... Algorithms. Huh? Yeah, it was through Wanderlust. I think. No, it was it before. Through, oh, that was, was like a coincidence. Oh. You reached out to me. Yeah, because I saw your products and I was like, I want to take these products. Yeah, <laughs> these look amazing. Because all the feels. Because each bottle says feel, feel yeah. happy, feel alive, yeah. feel calm. And he was like, so he met you, messaged That's me, right, and yes. was like, I want to know more. And then, like two weeks later, we happen to be at Wonderlust together. Yeah. You know, the synchronicity gene that I have. Yes, of I course. have a synchronicity gene. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> also known as you magic. Were, you, but yeah. you're at one of the festivals that we get. One of the Wonderlust festivals. Yeah, Jason was speaking good mood food. Yeah. So, and yeah, you she, had just finished doing the good mood food thing through com commune. Commune, yeah, of course, yeah. It was a it was a ten day um, yeah. food based nutrition based uh, good mood food course on how you know how do we crank the dials? How do we really get into the not not a deep deep dive. It was more like you know for the mainstream of like let's talk about mood and food and how yeah. do we address this sure. and what do you guys want to eat? How do you make recipes with this stuff? So so our missions were just like yeah, perfect yeah. and then we yeah. we crashed at Wonderless and like we've been inseparable yeah. ever since. Yeah. And then I called yeah. him and was like, "Do you want to do this thing at South by?" He's like, "Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. cool." Well, that's funny because it's all a small world. Like we're we're all Wonderless crowd too from the studio aspect, like uh, the ATX studio. Yeah, are yeah. oh, you guys at the studio here? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It's, that's the reverse thing. Is that I think it all started. The festival. If you guys right? want to go on it Sunday, did. it's yeah, getting close because it of South yeah. by. But, now there's um, a studio. Oh, we can go oh, on Sunday. We, Brad, I didn't know there was. We a can studio go on there. Sunday. Um, but yeah, like Lauren, who's doing the massage back there, she's a Wanderlust teacher. Oh. I got trained to be a yoga teacher at Wanderlust. Amazing. Wanderlust yeah. yeah. so, brings us together. Yeah. yeah. So they, it reopens yeah. on Sunday because it's oh. been closed by South by. So it'd oh, be nice rad. to go and do that. That's yeah. so rad. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. It, <laughs> it's, it's, you talk about synchronicity. Uh, so my deal is we started this 
business like what a little over two years ago. Almost so, well, yeah. It's been about yeah. So um, it it's been interesting because as a business owner, there's ups and downs, right? <laughs> and it's funny, like it's like almost like I say I do have depression now sometimes because it's more like those low times when you're really down and you're just like crap, you know, like you know, there's all these struggles that people don't see behind the scenes and you see all these wonderful things on the surface. Sometimes people are like, how are things going? I'm like, oh man, if I could just really tell you the truth right now, but I'm not going to lay that on you. But, um, <laughs> but there's times when I'm sitting there, I'm just like, all right, I just got to keep pushing. He motivates me and all that. Well, he was getting trained in Wonderlust uh, when we were kind of starting this and when everything was starting to really take off. And um, it was interesting because I'm always stressed out about just, you know, worried about this, worried about this. And uh, I go and I lift and I run and he goes, have you ever tried yoga? And I said, uh, no. I mean, I, I, <laughs> like I have it. Yeah, it's like, I don't, <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, come with me to Wonderland. <clears throat> and I went like a couple of times and I was like, this was really awesome. Like, this was really cool. Just crying. I <laughs> cried like a baby after one of the you classes. You must release something. Oh, yeah. I did. I used to I, cry every time I did this one stretch. Well, I looked over. I was like, dude, why did I cry? Like, what the hell, man? Like, cry, like every, it was during Savasana when everyone was like really yeah. calm. So they like, oh, my God. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? I feel you. And so I'm like, what happened? So you released all that stuff. I said, I know, but like, what happened? You know, like, why? You know? And he started kind of explaining. He's like, well, that's what, just what you needed to do. And then the more and more I started going, uh, the more and more I started getting this different kind of um, feeling, this very calming feeling when I'd get done with the, with the workout. And he got me a 30-day pass. And so I did yoga 30 days in a row, and I never felt better. And it was more of a mental thing for me because mm -hmm. it touched on something that I could never get up here, right, right? which was really cool. And, and for me, that was a form of therapy, Yeah. right? Grounding, right. parasympathetic nervous system, Absolutely. which I'm sure you know about Absolutely. too. Totally. So. I'm sure that these touch on parasympathetic nerves. I'm sure your diet plan, right? The food. Like, what kind of food helps with, like, parasympathetic nervous and, 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 and calming? I mean, to me, uh, I think the one mineral that probably most people are deficient is magnesium. I was going to yeah. say magnesium. Magnesium deficiency. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a one thing I can just peg right away. It's like, yeah. look, you know, uh, and in terms of food versus supplementation, I could say, like, eat a bunch of pumpkin seeds. Eat a bunch of, like, raw cacao. They're high in magnesium. But, again, we talk about assimilation. So I'm like, can we get a highly absorbable form of magnesium? I, mean, I, I take magnesium. It's like Hershey's I, bars? Let me dispel something really quick about that, right? Because yeah. I, I, I talk about chocolate all the time and how the right kind of chocolate can be sure. very medicinal. And everyone's like, yeah, let me go get a Hershey's. And I'm like, yeah. but actually on, on a chemical level, they have actually shown that um, dairy products neutralize yeah. a lot of the medicinal and nutritive benefits of cacao. So, right? so you've got the antioxidants, work. you've got the magnesium, you've got the phenylethylamine. So I'm always like, no, as dark as possible. Yeah. Like if you eat a handful of raw cacao beans, like you're getting the magnesium and the PEA and all those and great benefits caffeine. and the cap, you know, all those things. <laughs> um, so, I so, caffeine. so I always say like, people are like, oh my God, eat more chocolate. I'm like, yeah, but the right kind. Yeah. Not but milk I, chocolate. But I think, I think in terms of, you know, mood and, and relaxation, parasympathetic nervous system. I mean, um, I think magnesium's one. I'm also a big fan of adaptogens. I love ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. I love rhodiola. Um, I'm a huge fan of holy basil and Tulsi. Anything that really works with the nervous system to just kind of tranquilize, not tranquilize, that's heavy, not sedate, but, you know, to really just balance out our central nervous system. I love, love Ayurvedic adaptogens. What's well, almost just like that's regulating cool. hormones. Like you're regulating it Absolutely. so everything's in balance and not... Well, that's, that's the key word yeah. is balance is different for all of us, right? It's like whatever... My, my homeostasis or my balance is going to be different physiologically than you, than all of That's us. It's different for each person. Ashwagandha is like the 
the big everybody loves ashwagandha right. everybody even when they, I go to events and stuff they're like does it have ashwagandha and I'm like I got a formula coming with ashwagandha I promise yeah my adaptogen for me that totally changed my life was the muconopurians mm. and the dopamine mm -hmm. so for me that's my ashwagandha I'm like no this ch so like completely saved my changed my life and it that for me because I was so down here I yeah. needed something to get me here where ashwagandha could, like it just depends on where you are in the in the spectrum sure. so to speak but I, I just want to also point out what we're talking about is really interesting yes supplements yes food yes wonder lesson yoga like it's not one size yeah I, what i'm also trying to really get across to people is like I, you know yes i have a supplement line but i'm not saying that this is the answer i'm not saying that just food is the answer that you have to like really it's a holistic the puzzle piece system mm -hmm. yeah, yeah you really well, really and have i think to that that's that. that's also one of the big issues sometimes is that people want like just tell me the thing that works right and it's like i don't i don't know because i've tried many things and now i have something that works for me right, right. And, it, and i think it's that continuous pursuit of finding what's good for you right? because they do it with like the diets all the time right like this year earlier this year was all like ketogenic diet right or like mm -hmm. intermittent fasting mm -hmm. and everybody was on that it's like how come mm -hmm. it's not working for me and, and it's just like it's not for everyone right, right. Like, and you, it doesn't have to be and i don't understand yeah how you how you can uh, speak to that because sometimes that's all people want you know especially like coming from your world like in the, in the pain industry right before before oh, yeah. and it I was, was like just tell before. me the pill to take you yeah. know mm. you, you talk about a one-size-fits-all kind of approach it's like yeah pain you take this Oh, that doesn't work. Are you taking too much of it? Try this one. Oh, that one doesn't work. Try this one. And I get that approach of saying like, all right, well, let's mix and match and see which one works. But the thing is, you're taking something for a symptom. Well, why do you have the pain to begin with? What's the root cause? Yeah, what's the root cause of it? Well, I have horrible back pain. Okay. Have you ever done core exercises on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Well, that's fine. But you're going to continue to have back pain until you start <clears throat> emphasizing core. And give me the pill. That's fine, because on the other side of it, I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay, cool. What have you done? I've done keto. I've done paleo. I've done Whole30. Okay, cool. Well, did you do it longer than the 30 days? Nah. <laughs> like, okay, so what's, what's your diet like right now? I eat pretty clean. I eat pretty healthy. Okay, so what do you eat? Um, well, I mean, I, you know, I cut out gluten. I cut out dairy. I cut out this. But I'm still looking for, like, the answer, the right diet for me so I can lose these last 10 pounds. And I'm saying, well, maybe it's not that you should do the blood type diet or the keto diet or whatever. Maybe it's the diet that's right for you. What's the diet that's right for you? Finding that is and not easy. We were talking about yeah. this this morning yeah. about, you know, especially if you're, if, if you're doing the newest one and you're not strict about certain things and, and then which one's right. And then you, it's really confusing. Like, you'll go in, it's like, oh, okay, a whole 30, but I, but I, but lectins, but wait, I can't have beans? Like, it's just, a, it, oh. it's sort of crazy. Like, even as someone that's, that I consider myself, like, a layman's ex expert, like, I'm, I'm, you know, sure. I, I read about all of them, and, but it's, the food is still a really interesting problem for me of, like, well, what should I eat? Because if I have, it, it's that puzzle piece again. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, okay. Okay, I bought a pressure cooker so I can eat lentils because it takes the lectins out. Let's mm -hmm. see if that works. And actually it did. It yeah. doesn't hurt my gut as much. But that is a whole other experimental route that yeah. you have to go through with the, all the food. I think it's a lifetime thing because, I, you know, there's also this misnomer, I think, that people people want to find their holy grail, right? Like, yeah. I found my thing. This is how I'm going to live and eat and be for the rest of my life. But we're, we're discounting 
that as we age and go through life, our biological, psychological needs change. So to, to hang our hat on this is the way I'm going to live and eat and be for the rest of my life, I think, is ignoring, um, and I don't want to use the word evolution because that's a very long thing, sure. but, but, but just growth, our potential for growth and changing on a physiological and psychological level. We have to be willing to experiment. We have to be willing to try new things, I think, for our entire lives. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of conscientious experimentation, realizing that what works for us at 20 may not work for us at 40, may not work for us at 60. And to constantly be willing to you know, get our levels tested, work with someone who has a, a greater knowledge base than us, but to the point like being as well informed and researched as possible. Because at the end of the day, you know, I think going to see a medical professional is great, but you're the one living in your body. You know how you feel. And, and if people were more radically honest with themselves, right, we could like get more sensitive and really tune in of like, is this really working? And if it's not working, do I have the willingness and curiosity to keep experimenting till I find what does work? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't want to take the time, right? Yeah. I don't have the time. Just give me a pill. Just give me a pill. Which is, I think, endemic of a culture that we pick up a phone now, right? You can literally order anything. anything. <laughs> you can order. You can literally order a brand new Tesla, and it'll arrive in a week. You can order. A human being, you know, we have dating apps, we have Amazon, yeah, it's like yeah. swiping for anything now. Yep. So I think that this, this, this idea of just give me a pill is endemic of a culture that is quick fix, that is give, give me that hit of dopamine, I want what I want and I want it now, put it on a credit card. And, and you know, I don't want to sound like the, the get off my lawn old guy right now, <laughs> but I don't know that people are necessarily willing to work for real solutions. They just like, nope, I just want to get out of pain, I want to get out of discomfort right now, whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I, I totally get it. That's a fascination. That's what, that's what we are, right? We need 100%. instant coffee. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned uh, the word evolution that could be a little heavy sometimes, right? Misconstrued, yeah. But what's funny, though, is that I, because people always ask, like, how come, like, we used to be able to eat peanuts all the time? Nothing never happened. Or, like, how come I was able to eat all that and, like, nobody ever had allergies? And it's, and I kind of use evolution to describe that because it's almost mm-hmm. like, the more you consume like peanuts and you have to grow them more often, that means that they have more time to, to evolve. And, you know, so the food is evolved. Well, because like, like you, it's or almost change. like you have to produce it so much that it's going to produce new antitoxins or, or, or new ways to defend itself. Mm. And our gut's not evolving at that rate because it's still us living the same life as opposed to like this peanut, you know, whatever. Where do they come from? Is it trees or plants? You know, they're like five or six, seven generations in because they've been produced so much and that the life at this point, much shorter. Yeah, yeah, and at this point, it's 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 already produced a completely different uh, defense mechanism for itself, right? Well, and so, and not to mention the process by which it's farmed, and even correct. if it's not, and, and yeah, yeah. And that's even a whole other aspect. Add too. that to it. That's what the the gluten. I mean, oh, I know. Totally. I know gluten has changed, but I also think that it's the process by which gluten is farmed, and then all the the I'm stuff sure. that's in the canister that like, so you, so that's the other thing. Everyone's like, oh, gluten, that's a thing. It's like, yeah, it's got overblown, but there's some basis to that because it's a different type of yeah. processing now itself, and then the wheat, even the wheat. It's like, I can go to France and eat. Bread and cheese, and ha- well, I'm in France, so I'm happy. <laughs> I'm in Paris. I can go to Paris and yeah. eat cheese and bread all day and yeah, be excited. You, you have like, extra serotonin going around. I'm like, well, that's because I got the Louvre, so yeah. it happens. But but anyway, um, it's just like it just depends on the, how the food's processed. Well, people tell us all the time that have like some pretty bad gluten intolerances, and then they're like in Italy, and they're just like, oh yeah, I ate all the pizza, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the way it's processed? 
Uh, we have a, a food and environmental test that checks sensitivities. And there's high amounts for most I want to take all your tests. <laughs> okay. Can we take all your tests? Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> well, this is a finger prick test, so it's easy to do it. But um, essentially, the what? test, yeah, yeah. The, the, the things that are the highest amounts of sensitivities for most people are peanuts, soybeans, um, gluten, dairy. Actually, gluten's not even one of them. It's dairy, peanuts, eggs a lot for some people. And then, yeah, uh, and then like there's these, the, the fish, it's like clams and oysters. Mm. Which bottom is really, feeders, the shrimp. No, actually, it's not the bottom, it's not the shrimp. It's more of like. The ones with the shells? Yeah, but it's not, it's not shrimp. It's not necessarily, it's not but just clams shellfish. clams and oysters both are encased it, in shells. Yeah, so like it's, it's like lobster, oysters, clams. Like, it's just, it's very interesting. But like soy and, and peanuts are high up there and you're thinking, well, you shouldn't be eating that shit anyway, right? And so. Um, most people that come in here, they don't think about the lectins. They don't think about the nightshades, mm. right? So you take it one step further and you say, all right, well, yeah, you cut out all the stuff that you know is inflammatory and heavily processed like, you know, peanuts and dairy and, and gluten. But what about the other stuff then that's causing sensitivities? It doesn't agree with you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so listening to your body is probably the final piece of everything, right? Because you go and you ask all yes. these other people, tell me what to do. Then you come back and say, all right, Jason, you tell me what's going on with your body. Yep. What did you feel like after you ate that food a while ago? I don't know, man. I didn't think about it. Well, you should because the <laughs> truth is, did you, did you bloat afterwards? Did you have gas? Did you get tired? Did your joints hurt from the, yes, the nightshades? Exactly. What yeah. happened there? They just think it's like, well, I, like you ask them this. Like, and I know this is TMI, right? But tell me, do you have problems going to the bathroom? Nah. <laughs> All right, really. Nah. So it's like, I like consistent. How it gets like, nah. nah, because it's you, you imagine asking a guy this doesn't uh, happen, right? Females would be like, oh yeah, let me tell you about this, and I wrote down in this I journal. Pictures yeah, of like I have, a, I have a blog about it, you know, <laughs> on Instagram account. Poop. No, my I mean, conversation. Always get back to poop. My conversation with um, fifty something uh, friends, men recently about um, andropause or menopause. I'm like, no, really, it, it's actually a thing. You should yep. maybe go get that tested. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you saying? And it's interesting right? too. I even have a different when I'm when I'm discussing my supplements with with people. I have different conversations with male and female in that too. I do too, especially when it comes to hormones. It's funny because women will come in here and they'll ask every question. The possible. I got a question about this. I got a question about this. Yeah. I should bring my husband in. Oh. I'm going to bring my husband in. I'm like, oh, here we go. So the husband will come in. They'll schedule them an appointment, right? And they'll come in and we'll sit across from each other. And I'm like, so what brings you in today? My wife told me to come here. <laughs> Did she say why? She's like, no, she just told me to come here and talk to you. I'm like, oh, crap. How am I going to bring this up? Because in my mind, he's, she's been saying, he has a sexual dysfunction. He's tired all the time and he's moody and, you know, he doesn't have any he energy. To play with the kid. He needs to lose weight and blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. Yeah, and it's like all of that and I'm supposed to bring that up to them. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, okay, is it a lifestyle that you need to change? Right? Because they're probably not going to, right? Because they're used to a certain way. Most guys start eating better because their wives start cooking something differently. 100%. Or they start saying, hey, we're just going to buy this. Like, well, my wife eats it, so I naturally eat this. Then they start losing like 10 pounds. The wife gets pissed off at her. Like, how is he losing all this weight? All he did was just start eating this healthy food. How come I'm not losing the weight? Maybe something else estrogen. is going on, right? <laughs> right? So then you start talking about estrogen. And women's hormones, it's so confusing because is it estrogen? Is it thyroid? Is it adrenals? Which estrogen is it? Yeah, which estrogen is it? Trust right? me. Yeah, so it's all kinds of... With guys, it's like, here's Health some testosterone. Over here. Yeah, right? It's like, sure, guys are like, sure. low testosterone, here you go, take that. Well, or... 
well, there's see, some dudes that have the estrogen rising at ah, a certain age. So that's the thing. So so <laughs> it's man boobs, right? That's what it is. Right? That on the ride over. Yeah. yeah okay. So this is funny. Um, you can almost be a clinical practitioner in this sense. If you see a guy who has a big old belly, and I'm talking like it is a big old pot belly, right? You're thinking that's a beer belly, right? No. It's not. What I'm thinking is that's estrogen. Yep. That's just full of estrogen. So if that's full of estrogen, I think the guy's low testosterone, probably has high blood pressure, probably a little pre-diabetic, and he probably has bad cholesterol. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I can almost just diagnose exactly all those things right there. Right, exactly. And then we have, we, uh, we were talking about a friend of mine who um, has those symptoms, but also decided to be um, vegetarian, so he's eating a lot of soy products. And I'm like, mm. oh, no. Bigger man boobs. Because <laughs> it's yeah. all estro, it's xenoestrogen. And picking that up was like, you yeah. know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, but that's the, I digress. Well, the thing is, with all of that, what I'll tell people is, are you detoxing? Mm-hmm. Right? And so our approach is we detox every day and it's usually through a liver detox right and so we talked the first thing i said was everything we offer here is a liver detox or a brain detoxer the reason why is because the liver detox components cross the blood brain barrier and they go into the brain and they detoxify the brain so imagine you're eating aspartame mm-hmm. right like a diet soda right marketing <laughs> so it's imagine that it's the the idea that it's uh you're having aspartame from diet sodas. You're having, uh, I don't know, fake sugar and other things. You're having processed ingredients that aren't able to digest. If you're looking at how do you get rid of that in the body, it's going to go and it's going to be stored somewhere. Right. Right. Aspartame is like an excitotoxin, a neurotoxin that basically blows up your, your brain cells yeah. and they pop. Right. And so if you have so much inflammation going on in the brain, then essentially how are you going to get rid of it? And so things like the liver detox will go and do that. But what will happen, especially going back to the brain stuff, if you have inflammation building, it depletes other things as well, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So the magnesium mm-hmm. helps detoxify the brain. Yeah, everyone takes it for calming, but it, it goes in there and it causes more production of serotonin and dopamine, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But then it also activates this detoxification system, and they can kind of get that stuff that's turning their brain into mush, Yeah, you know? And so... Uh, that's why I kind of tell people like, look, I know you want to be happy all the time, but you probably need to detox on top of that. Like, I know that's just the case. And you know, you even told me before earlier, like I can kind of do this with it. Everyone detoxes differently, but you should be doing something because we're always surrounded by crap that's going to go into our system. It's true. Yeah. Well, and to to bring this back to like the mental health thing is the more that we're dealing with all these processes and and all these sort of like detective and listening to our, I think the takeaway from all of this conversation I'm getting right now is listen to your body and then become your own health detective, Mm -hmm. you know, and work Mm -hmm. with someone that can help you with that clearly. Um, But mental health is such, again, there's this big over here, but there's all these different reasons that this could be happening and there's all these different solutions. And what I like now in this climate is that we are starting to find a lot of different solutions that across the board we can all find, whether it's, you know, natural supplements, um, the, sup- the, the way you guys do it, working with health practitioners, mood food, yoga, like there's all these different ways now to sort of, it's like an hourglass to me. It's like, mm. okay, I have these mental health issues up here. You narrow it down like that. Now there's all these sort of ways that you can make this better and to me it's really exciting and there's a lot of hope for mental health because of that like you can go in and you can sort of self-investigate and then work with people and 
figure out how to like mm-hmm. make it better and and I think now more than ever you have the opportunity with the knowledge base that's out there to really find those solutions yeah. and not be stuck and and live through it not finding the cure so much but like learning how to like manage, manage it, it. And, and you know that to me is the, the best part of right now and what we're doing all yeah. of us and it's only going to get better help this yeah. i think there's a deeper layer to this you know and and um to me, you know, working with clients with food and nutrition, you know, one of one of the biggest challenges that I encounter is not getting people to understand um, how to experiment and optimize and try new things. It's getting people to love and respect themselves enough to actually do it. Yeah. And one of the biggest barriers mentally and spiritually I find is that um, in a culture that thrives on not enoughness, in a culture that thrives on lack and scarcity <clears throat> and and like you're, you're you're not enough. You know you need this car. You need this yeah. image. You need to look a certain way and have a certain thing. Make a certain. It's all this externalization mm-hmm. and validation mechanism working. That to get people to eat differently, to go get tested, to take supplements, to work with them, like to really, it, it's an investment, right? Mm-hmm. To shift that, I think there there's a deeper thing going on that I've noticed in just working with all kinds of people is some people never learn to love themselves. And I think if, and not to be pedantic about it, you know, it's not a hashtag self-love, but honestly, like if, <laughs> if, if, if people have not learned to love and respect themselves, they're not going to invest the time and the years and, and, and the energy to investigate how to really live a vibrant life. Yeah. And it's just, just give me a pill. I don't care. No. The hell with it. I got stuff to do. It's uh, whatever. I got a family. I got to make money, blah, blah, blah. But deeper, my question always in working with people on a human level is how do I get you to understand like, how to love yourself and respect yourself enough to do this. There's got to be an element of that here. And yeah. for a lot of people, that's really hard. Yeah. It's, they've never been taught. You know, that's, we, learn, we learn calculus and mathematics and science and biology, but how to like love and respect ourselves, we don't teach that in school. Right. A lot yeah, of families don't teach that because how could we? Our parents, our grandparents, it's, that's not a tough. Like, what do you mean love my, of course I love myself. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you have to talk about your feelings, man. For sure. No, <laughs> I mean, that's just... what it comes down to, right? That's yeah. why I did the feels on my packaging. That's awesome. says the feels. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we have a shot here called the feel good. I love it when people are like, what does it do? I'm like, it Did they call you Dr. <laughs> no, they asked a couple of people have, a people have, but they've asked us like, what does it do? Like, feel good off of it. Well, I want that. Of course you do. Right. Right. But the thing is, it's secretly a detox. Right. So, right. but, but yeah, everyone wants the magic pill. They want a magic potion. Um, but if you were to go home with, what's the cyber, uh, psycho cyber, psycho cybernetics. Cyber. Yeah. I've been reading that. It's by a plastic surgeon, uh, Dr. Mark, uh, Maltz, right? I think it's uh, Maltz. Maltz, uh, Maxwell Maltz. Maltz, right. And he sometimes turns people away because they're like, I want a new nose. And if I got a new nose, like my business would take off, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, they got some internal stuff going on. You need to fix that before we even do this because it's still going to be there. Right? This, yeah. the, exactly. the The projection that you have or, or you know, the, the insecurity. Like that is what you need to address first before you fix what's on the surface. 100%. Well, again, I, I go back to this thing of it's multiple pathways to... Yeah fixing all of those things, you know. Um, <clears throat> I'm laughing because we keep saying take a pill, and I'm like, but I have pills in but there. But you have pills in there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> take gonna, my, take these pills. I'm just going to address this. Take yeah. the right pills. Take yeah. the right <laughs> pills. I was like, let's, let's go with pharma yeah. well, versus I'm, supplements. I'll, I was sitting here thinking that today. I'm like, actually. Good Rinda. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take this, Rinda. Like, I, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do the plug, right, because the idea is that we do sell supplements and we do promote supplements only because 
um, it's a good alternative. It's a good option, right? Absolutely. You you push food because you know it's a good option, right? Like you're saying, if you're going to have to take anything, why not take this stuff? Because the side effects are you have a better mood, you sleep better, you go to the bathroom more, and you're not as bloated as much. Well, and in my case, all we did is took all these formulas and put them in something that it, that you can actually consume. So it's an easier, capsulated, concentrated version of the food. Yeah. So yeah. that's why it's different. But right. I, I was laughing. I'm like, yeah. I know. I was really like, well, take these pills. Take these. No, but I, the truth is that I, I, the first thing I did is I looked at the vitamin supplements, the ingredients. I love it. You've obviously tried the drinks. It's this is stuff that it's, it can make fun and it helps improve life and it just adds to your health and wellness and there's no reason why people shouldn't consider taking this because if you are going to take a pill, why not take something that has like good side effects rather than the idea that the other stuff has the nausea and the vomiting and all the other stuff that comes with it. So, But, uh, but yes, I... I know we need to wrap up because we got uh, we got a line probably building outside. But uh, okay, all right. We can so, probably talk forever. Y'all can probably continue too if you want to, but I need to go here. So no, before we, we do, um, uh, I know we got to talk a little bit about your stuff. Uh, yes. Tell us about Good Mood real quick. Good yeah, Mood Food. Good Mood Food. So it's a ten day online course. Uh, you can go to onecommune.com and see the Good Mood Food course. It's a ten day deep dive into uh, optimizing your health through food and nutrition. I also have a book coming out next year nice. on the same subject. Uh, so people can find more on one commune com or my website which is jasonrobel.com it's w-r-o-b-e-l that's awesome and then uh you'll be hanging out for south by a little oh, bit yeah. here five more days yep <laughs> five more days that's awesome all right so. panels you're doing some panels yeah so saturday 12 30 uh at the convention center uh, rinda and i um and uh, emily and shane we're going to be talking about mental health matters um practical solutions for the touring musician Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Really All right. So hopefully if you can't be here in person for that, I'm sure go to the website. There'll be a bunch of information on it. That's cool. Rinda, tell us about tell us about you. Uh oh, okay. Well, you can go to Rinda.me <laughs> <laughs> and see my music career background. Um actually that's true. Um the supplements are called Very Every Day. It's V R Y every day. And you can find more information about those there and um some of the other podcasts I've done. I'll put that up there. I'll put this one up there. Cool. Yeah, and we're doing the panel. Yeah. And. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's not just (laughs) that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff right there. So y'all are players in in the mental health and wellness game. You're players in in the health and wellness. Thank you for doing what you do because I've always told other people this. uh, As a practitioner, I can only affect so many people. Like the people that walk in the door. Mm -hmm. I'm not big on social media though. I'm trying. It's just you know. I basically have this all set up for me, right? But, but like, people like y'all three will make the biggest difference in the world because people who know you and trust you after a while listen to what you have to say, and it affects their lives in so many ways. They say, I heard this podcast. I, I saw this video. I heard this panel at South By, and uh, I went straight home and told a loved one about it, and it made a big difference for them, you know? And so I, I applaud everything y'all are doing because you're doing a lot of good for the community, for this world, and then eventually, uh, who knows, for the future. You know, and so I, I truly believe in everything y'all are doing. I know uh, schedules are tough, so thank y'all for coming in thank today. You. I really appreciate it. So absolute pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having us.